0: all right welcome to BNT Talk Sports. I am currently um that chime you just heard, if if it's heard and the the pod is in the work email I'm getting because I'm currently working. Um but don't worry if my boss is listening. I'm definitely working checking up on the people and the assignments I'm needing to, so don't worry. But we are doing this virtually, Um, Ben's back home, what's up Ben? Not much, much. just back, back, hanging hanging out, out. been pretty good, good. it's what we like to hear baby, it's what we like to hear, so um, yeah, it's Thanksgiving uh, week, which not only is a fun week for everybody involved, but in the sports world. It's it's awesome. World Cup has been going on. So I'm now like more into soccer than I ever have since like 2014, 2015. <laughs> uh, so it's been fun watching games because they're also on like in the morning. I like turn on and uh, I turn on the TV and there's already a game going on pretty early in the morning. So it's pretty fun. Uh, I'm currently watching the Maui Invitational, which has been great so far. Um, but I'm really excited for the games tonight. Obviously, Battle for Atlantis and BYU play. Uh, they start tomorrow and in the next couple of days. And then let's talk about your UVA Cavaliers, man. They look unbeatable. Yeah, yeah they're,
1: they're insanely good. <laughs> um, before the season, I thought they are definitely a team to look out for. Um, I thought that they were a team that could be better than what they were ranked and what they were expected to be. And it turns out they're just flat-out national championship contenders, one-seed contenders, ACC contenders. Uh, They're fantastic. They're back. Um, After a few years of kind of being down, uh, working on some kinks and stuff, they're they're full-on back. The defense is the big thing right now that I look at. The defense is back um, to top 10 form in the country. I think they're ranked, uh, according to Ken Palm, I think the defense in adjusted efficiency is 11th in the country, whereas the offense is fourth. Um, There's a stat where uh, Virginia has six guys shooting above 45% from three. Um, So if they can make half of their threes over the course of the season, we will be pretty good. Um, But no, anyway, I I just think that they're a very good team, uh, very balanced on both sides of the ball, have a lot of experience, have youth as well. Um, They've just got everything going for them right now. I think they're a great team. Uh, Really showed it against Baylor, but what stood out to me is when they played Illinois, they shot under 30% from three and were still able to win the game by, um, you know, seven to nine points in the end. Uh, Reese Beekman is looking like the guy for Virginia this year. Um, had a 10 points, 10 assists against Baylor, and then had 17, four and three the other night against Illinois while also, uh, shutting down Illinois' best player, Terrence Shannon, uh, to nine points, who had been averaging 24 to that point. Uh, so yeah, they're really good. Very, very, very good. and I'm very excited.
0: Yeah. And I have officially, I am officially making my. I have officially made my Final Four predictions, which I texted you, which consists yeah. of uh, Virginia, um, Houston. Houston. And I gotta pull up the text because because uh, I, I was gonna say something else regarding that. Um, yeah. Okay. UVA, Houston, Arkansas, Texas. That's my final four prediction. And then I'm going to say elite eight. So like the next four, I'm going to go Gonzaga. I'm going to go Arizona. I'm going to go random big 10 and a random big 12. So there's going to be no surprises this year for those two randoms. I will pick Purdue. Do I think they're the best? Probably not. That's a hot take. Probably not. But, um, you know, there's – I'm watching Ohio State right now. Uh, I mean, they're good. They'll impress me. Michigan hasn't really impressed me, really. No. And State's a good team, and that's probably the right pick. But and, – and Tom Izzo is good in the tournament. I think they'll make a run. I wouldn't be surprised if they made it to Sweet 16, Elite 8, Final Four even. But – uh. I like Matt Painter. I think this is the year is this the best team he's had? No. Wow. Uh, in like recent years, no. But I do like Zach Eadie. I like the big boy. Um, I like uh I love their they run a zoom offense to what's called. If you don't know what it is, if you don't know what it is, look it up. And you'll watch it; it's the most amazing thing ever. Um, I just love the way he runs, um, offense. And then random Big Twelve team. Obviously, Kansas and Baylor are kind of near the top of that. Um, I already have Texas in my final four. Uh, they're just freaky. I have, like Texas Arkansas, that would be an awesome game because they're like the same yeah. team. They like play the same way, and it's like geographically very close. Recruits are geographically close as well. Anyway, I just think that'd be an awesome game. But um I'll say Baylor. I think Kansas has a drop in that regard. Again, I won't be surprised Phils them. That's kind of my prediction. It was my top eight as far as end of the year tournament uh tournament standing. So we'll see there what I happens. Go. Obviously, March Madness, anything can happen, but um, yeah, I, I, I kind of, the way I interpret what you told me is when you said, this
1: is my Final Four, this is my Elite Eight, what, when my head was, those are his one seeds, those are his two seeds. That's
0: Almost. kind of, that's, that's kind of a good way of putting it. Um,
1: Like, which is what I kind of did at the beginning, because, like, you know, there's going to be a team that makes the Final Four, or a team that makes the Elite Eight, like, that we don't even know, like, exists.
0: yeah. You know,
1: so like, I think, I think the variability makes it so hard. Uh, but like, you know, I totally get that's why I always like avoid using like final four for my own personal reasons. Cause I'm like, you know, just because I think these four teams are good, it's like they can be in the same bracket. You it. So I just am like, here's the one seeds, here's the two seeds. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I like those picks a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot. I, I think we're looking at a year where I think, you know, some years we look at, oh, there's one two teams better than everybody else. I think this is a year where there's maybe like six to eight legit national title contenders, maybe even 10. But I don't think there's teams – I think yeah, I think there's like a group of teams that will end up separating themselves, being above everyone else. But I don't know if there's any team out of those that's clearly
0: the best, you know. And that's what makes it beautiful, college basketball. Yeah. So, yeah, the reason why – the reason why I'm putting it like this is because if I in theory, yeah, it's like my one and my two seeds, but I hate being the guy that has my Elite Eight all ones and all two seeds and then my yeah. final four like all one seeds, you know. So Everyone
1: everyone hates that guy.
0: Yeah. Everyone hates that guy. Um and I'm not gonna be that guy. I'm I'm saying now. Good. I'm Good. saying now. A lot can happen and change, but it's kinda of my preseason I've watched. Okay. I've been able to watch and analyze more than just, uh, for example, like I don't know that people were high on Louisville by any means, but I don't think anyone could have predicted like how bad they've been playing. Um, They're so bad. The thing is they gave Arkansas yesterday in the Maui a pretty good game for most of the game for probably like two thirds of the game. They were like in there and they played relatively okay. And then Arkansas just ran away with it. And obviously that's a hard task yeah. um to try and you know beat Arkansas. But today was atrocious against Texas Tech. And obviously, you know, it's a, so, the yeah. next day. And Texas Tech is also a very good team. But um I tweeted this, so if any of my followers uh or sorry, if any of my or if any of our listeners also follow me, that's what I'm trying to say. Um I put that Louisville basketball equals Iowa football because they both are pretty good at defense, but they can't score, and that's just Louisville's issue. So, but anyway, well,
1: I, uh, I, I I I I wanted to address that because, like, I totally get in terms of the one the one issue I had with it is I think it's disrespectful to Iowa because they win some games. Ever.
0: That's fair. I give Louisville you that.
1: might go like zero and thirty-two for all we know. Iowa's still gonna be like eight and four, even though they suck to watch. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I yeah, I guess I, I was gonna say something about the fact that Iowa wins their games because they're able to score on the defensive side, so that's how they're able to put points. Yeah, that's true. For special teams and it's just not a good comparison for mm-hmm. that. But that's a that's a fair point. That's a fair point. But that if you're just breaking it down simply that they're yeah, both yeah, good at defense, and they are both bad at offense. That's kind of what I meant by that. So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, well, I just think it's it, and I think everybody's like this. Uh, it's hard to make preseason predictions. With that being said, I have to apologize not only to you but to the listeners and the city and fan base of Houston because they are legit. They are good. Oh I- yeah,
1: they're very good.
0: Not, and I said I didn't think they were bad. But I was like, uh, you know, they're the they're pre the preseason ranked third. Or I don't know, whatever they were. Yeah, yeah, I don't buy that. Yeah, I buy it. They are you watch them play, they are amazing. They're, they're just f- physical and athletic and, and can long choose, can score will get up in your face. They are they're fun to watch. They they remind me of Arkansas, Texas, which again makes sense geographically. I don't know if. Yeah, I think I think Houston, I think Houston might be better on the
1: defensive end. Um,
0: they they see more. I will say Arkansas and Texas, for that matter. I think they have too many new pieces.
1: Yeah, they're um, very new. Both teams are very new, but super talented. And they're one of those teams that it's a good sign if they're new, and they're gelling well this early. Yeah, that's always a good sign. I think Houston has that step. Um, Houston, maybe even Virginia. I'm not sure if I'm going to put Virginia above Arkansas and Texas right now. They're definitely in the same class. But like teams like that have the, even like UNC and somewhat Gonzaga have like the, um, the continuity part helping them
0: a lot. Yeah. Like there's, they're, they're, they've played together for
1: a bit. at, at least yeah.
0: more than like
1: Virginia's starting lineup's the same.
0: Yeah. Uh, Houston has some guys coming back. Uh yeah. And some good freshmen stuff too. Yeah, there's good freshmen. I felt like Arkansas Anthony Black is awesome. Uh he is Oh, he's very good. He's so good. I, I love watching him. He just torched everybody. Um Yeah. And uh I think it's easy to say like, oh, this guy's a freshman. Like um he doesn't have the experience. He just looks I don't know. He just looked and played. I, I loved watching him. Maybe he just had a really good game. If he can keep that up, who knows? I, I assume he will, but just kind of – He's very good. On. So, yeah. But anyway, so the Mali Battle for Atlantis, all these random, like, just the Fort Myers tip-off, actually. I'm going to flip to that. Marquette was playing Mississippi State. Just, like, these random kind of, like, round-robin tournament type stuff during yeah. thanksgiving and this time of year is like the absolute best i love it so much so that's been super fun um obviously college football wasn't all that entertaining apart from the pack 12 which i'd never thought i'd say that um <laughs> never thought i'd say that but here we are um have to respect the respect the fact that uh Pac 12, I mean, they've got some good teams. Oh, wait, hold on, man. That's so disappointing. I was watching a rerun of the Fort Myers tip off Mississippi State versus Marquette. That's, that's, oh, embarrassing. that's, that's sad. That's embarrassing. I don't know who won that. I know because Georgia Tech and Utah are in that same one. But anyway, yeah, just a lot. There's a lot going on. Obviously, um, we'll, we'll dive into that in a little bit once we are discussing our picks and stuff. NFL. Uh, wasn't really all that noteworthy. Uh, besides, <laughs> my, my my Chargers just find ways to lose to Travis Kelsey, not the Chiefs, but Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. Um, other than that, uh, obviously, I'm a Zach Wilson guy. And I was
1: I'm- I was gonna say I was gonna say I was laughing because I was just like we're just gassing up Zach Wilson, and then we're just like yeah, nothing really happened this weekend. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's my way of den- – that's my denial. I think um, – Also, the Lions went in and beat the crap out of the Giants. Yeah. That in, was,
0: in, at MetLife, by yeah. the way. I uh, They're rolling. Uh, Giants seem – have seemed Fraud. to find – they have found their stride. Is that how you would say it? Uh yeah. Their, yeah. their stride, for sure. Um, Colts blew it against the Eagles. And yeah. Yeah, other than that, 49ers are good. That's kind of 49ers Man. are
1: good. Um Rams are bad. Yeah. But
0: and how do you come off such a high when you're Minnesota? And I I, don't, you know, obviously I don't think losing to the Cowboys is that big of a deal because I think the lose by that much. Good. They lost 40 to 3. Like what happened? What time of day yeah. What
1: happened? Uh No, it was, was at 4.
0: That's why. Okay, well, it, Kirk it was Cousins, not Kirk Cousins' prime time. Kirk Cousins is literally incapable of playing quarterback. Not at, at one. time of day besides 1 p.m. Eastern. But yet, yeah. any other time, he's like one of the worst quarterbacks. It's uh, uh, the, the, They'll bounce back and be fine. I'm
1: not too – but, like, with that being said, it, it was a reminder that they're not – I don't think they're that great. Yeah, That's what we all thought. Uh, you know, everyone was kind of like, eh, I think they're overachieving. They beat the Bills. Everyone's like, wait, maybe they're not overachieving. And then they proved this weekend out. Because, yeah. I mean, they played two – the two other best teams in the NFC right now, they played and got crushed by. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's who you're going to have to play to get to the Super Bowl. So it doesn't instill that much confidence. The the Jets Patriots, um, you know, I think everyone's impatient with quarterbacks. I'll say that everyone's like, well, let's bench Zach Wilson. I'm like, okay, yeah, putting Joe Flack out. That's going to go great.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: um, you got to just keep riding him out, um, at least for this season. I think there's obviously, you know, I'm a big fan of him, but there's obviously some maturity issues. Um, I sort of get, I get why he answered the question the way he did in that press conference. There's definitely a history with Connor Hughes is his name, the reporter. Uh, there's a, there's some history of him trying to bait people into questions and him asking some annoying questions, you know, like just asking questions that are kind of condescending. And you can tell that over time Zach has definitely been like annoyed by those questions. And he answered it to just avoid having this guy have, you know, be val- feel validated in a way. He still should have just straight up, you know, owned it for playing really poorly. Um, one thing I will say is that he's been getting the job done out of outside of New England has been, you know, fine. No. Yeah. So um, I expect him to come back out, you know, next week and again, be fine. Not great, but fine. I think the question is, is just when at some, I mean, the play calling wasn't helping him out. Uh, there was really, you know, there, you can find a few plays where he maybe should have hit somebody, but there's plenty of times where you look at the film and you're just like, there's nothing there. Um, they can't, they couldn't run the ball. They've been great at running the ball. But the Patriots force him to say that's a great defense too that the Patriots yeah. have. But shut out the Lions earlier this year. Um, I really think, you know, I'm not going to give up on him. What I will say though is Bill Belichick owns Zach Wilson. Bill Belichick yeah. is his daddy now, um, which isn't, you know, he's a, he owns a lot of people. So, yeah, they they have the Bears next week. Maybe without Justin Fields. Maybe. Um, I expect them no matter what. I expect them to have more success. I expect him to have more success. Not giving up on him, but I think it's fair to question um, how much longer it's going to take before we see something more than than a game manager at best. But
0: Yeah, that's kind of my concern. Well, it, here's a few things I that I'm going to agree with you on. Uh, I think, yeah, obviously you can't just jump to conclusions. Zach Wilson still – has won you games and has put the Jets in a good position. Is that all him? No. But no. Um uh you know I, I feel like the coaching has been pretty good, but yesterday I don't think it was. Sorry, correct. Sunday. Um I and I will defend Zach Wilson. I'm a BYU blue goggles like I yeah. I will find an excuse for him. It was hard to, but I I can come up with a few which you've already stated. Patriots are good. I think like yeah. the defense is good. I don't think, I don't even think those are excuses. This is just like, you no, know, I... I was
1: able to say just like he was bad, but here's some reasons why he's bad and it's understandable.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not an excuse, but just like observations. Right. So like Patriots yeah. defense is good. Um, the conditions were not super favorable that day either as far as like throwing the ball, uh, did Zach miss some throws? Yes. Yeah. Did he miss um I don't know who it was? Mims. Yeah, Denzel Mims open. on that far. Yeah. There's a there's a wide open. Yeah,
1: he missed them. Uh um, you can you can go through the tape on everybody and do that every game. Yeah, you can do that. It's funny There's stuff of that with Jared Goff every time they lose.
0: You know what's crazy? No one brings those things up when, when they win. And, and I think that Never. was that's a great point because something I was going to say is that the Jets still could have won. The way in which they lost that game, no one's talking about. It's yeah. there's so much negative on Zach Wilson which is understandable overreacting. It's a mm-hmm. in the in in division rival, it's a pretty big game. You are coming off a bye week and before that you're coming off a win versus one of the best teams in the NFL. So obviously the expectations are high and you lose off an 84 yard punt return for a touchdown like mm-hmm. like that that's just crazy um i mean at least like kick it out of bounds or like the special teams has to like you just have to make that play right yeah like, yeah, yeah, yeah no at least for force sure. at least force who's the kicker nick folk still um mm-hmm. for the for the patriots force him to make a tough kick in the wind Even if it's a big return. Oh, whatever. That's crazy to me. But yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I think the issue, though,
1: is that because of the way Zach Wilson and the offense as a whole played, but Zach Wilson being the quarterback is going to be, as the face of the franchise, as the face of the offense, is going to be highlighted in that. You need to give your defense and special teams more wiggle room.
0: Yeah. There's definitely. You can't
1: score. If you score three points and you lose.
0: It's on you. Yeah, obviously, just
1: the way it is.
0: Yeah, obviously, that doesn't take away from the facts. Like, uh, that's not more of like a uh, like a bash on the special teams, as more as it is on the situation and circumstance. Like, you just can't have that. I don't think there's. It was a spectacularly like amazing play, but that was kind of crazy. But yeah, you can go through the film and. I actually did. There's this guy, Chris Sims. Yeah, um, yeah. He, he yeah. walks through every play, and I literally, because I am not doing anything right now, and I have no life, I watched every play and analysis, and I thought he was pretty level-headed, not not biased one way or the other. Um, yeah. But uh, I think a, a, a really big factor is that there's no Brees Hall. I mean, Brees Hall's uh made the Jets' rushing attack very legitimate and very like lethal Yeah, Michael Carter and
1: James Robinson. Like they are fine running backs. They're pretty yeah. good running backs. And you know, under the circumstances they've done very well with that garbage O-line that they have yeah. in most games. But here's what I'll say. A garbage O-line in a run game against the Patriots plus conditions uh, where you have to throw the ball. It's not going to go well. Yeah, um, okay. I think the O-line, the O-line, I think eliminates the creativity that the offensive coordinator can have. It eliminated the run game for the first time in in a while. They've been able to run the ball pretty well against most teams, and that really put Zach Wilson in a position where he needed to make plays, and a lot of plays weren't there. um, But even when they were there, uh, you know, he wasn't making them. And I think, you know, I haven't lost – I haven't – you know, lost hope in Zach Wilson becoming a starting quarterback. Look, I mean, you see guys like Geno Smith. You see sometimes these guys in other situations, it it gets better. Some guys need time. Brett Favre was terrible for the first few years of his career because he did things that were really stupid, like Zach Wilson's doing. But then he figured them out. Um, But we just live in a time in which guys don't get time. Um, You know, he'll have – if he is good enough – to be a starting quarterback down the line, he'll get that opportunity. But right now my confidence in him being a starting quarterback, of course has, has dropped. It's not gone, but my confidence has dropped and my confidence has dropped that it will happen for the New York jets.
0: Yeah. Well, I think, I think, I think, I I think
1: my confidence, here's my confidence. My confidence in Zach Wilson being a good quarterback has definitely been lowered. And then my confidence of him being a good quarterback for the Jets is lower than that.
0: Yeah, I think just the Jets, the toxic. It's New York media. It's it's a toxic situation. Yeah, they're still young. Like their injuries have not helps them. Uh, Again, like I like Sala, but I feel like he's also inconsistent. Play calling's Lafleur is also inconsistent. Yeah, there's. It's like whenever something's working for them, it's they don't try to stick with it. Um, and I think they're trending as a as a organization in the right direction, but they're still far from what our expectations are. Like you said, like as as a society and fans. So I yeah, uh, yeah I I would agree with that as much as I hate to say it, and I obviously am still hopeful and still will root and still think that. Zach Wilson will be like what he was when he was playing against like Texas state and Troy. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm going to have to agree, but other than that, that was probably the most noteworthy thing, in my opinion, yeah. in, in the NFL. Um, I got to gotta, gotta sh- shout out Bryce Perkins
1: for getting in at quarterback yeah. for the Rams. And he'll probably start this Sunday.
0: So yeah. Yeah. Just oh, shout UVA, out UVA quarterback, man. Um I was I was gonna talk a little uh NBA because I did get a chance to go to the Jazz game. They played the Suns. Suns were without Chris Paul, but um Jazz ended up winning by one in a super exciting game. Laurie Markkinen is awesome. Um Yeah, he's fun. They the Jazz the Jazz, though, what scares me is that they hit a ton of threes that game and we uh-huh. barely won at home to a Chris Paulis uh Suns team. Booker, Devin Booker had 49. He was one point shy of uh, 50, which would have been cool. But uh, I guess – and I, I – this is more for, like, other Jazz fans or other NBA fans – that no one really expects the Jazz to be the top seed. It's just, like, they're doing a lot better than we expected, and I know there'll be a five or six seed come playoff time. But for now, I'm riding the high. I'm riding the bad jerseys and whatnot. Um, other than that, other than that, I mean, the, the Blazers have been doing pretty well, which is just weird. It's just, like, these weird teams Um, right now, Boston's number one, they've taken over the one spot over Milwaukee, which is kind of shocking to me, not because I don't think they're good, but just, they kind of just crept out of nowhere. Cleveland's got that three spot and the Pacers, the Pacers have been playing super well. Um, Even the wizards, like the East, the East is not what you expected. Uh, The Raptors, Knicks, Sixers, and Nets are all the seven through ten spot right now. Um, it, it's just like these weird Ram small market teams are starting to emerge over kind of the bigger names, which I love. Um, Jazz still at the top spot in the West. And then, um, then yeah, Portland all the way down at eight, and Dallas at nine. But it's all within one game it's all within one game. So anything can happen The West as far as placement, which is, which is so fun. Golden state as of now is out of the playoffs Lakers as well. Just really fun. Um, and uh, I'm excited to see if this continues or if almost like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady where, Oh, it's like these, veteran star players suck or they might be on the crappy team or whatever, but they just find their way into the playoffs. I don't know what will happen, but I just think it's uh I just think that was at least at least uh worth taking note of, which I think was awesome. So um but yeah, do you want do you have anything to say about NBA or do you want to get into our picks for college football? Um
1: yeah, I don't really have anything to say about the NBA. I don't really have anything to say about the NBA until like for a little bit. Probably, yeah, was- probably until Christmas. Christmas is when I'll start and talk about those Christmas games. You know, I like getting, you know, quick updating people quickly about our thoughts on how things are going. But, you know, Warriors are out of the playoffs. Don't think much of it right now. You know, just a lot of stuff like that where I'm like, it'll even itself out and, you know, we'll see where we're at in a few months. But yeah. I-
0: yeah I, I agree, but I will say it is interesting, right? Obviously it is interesting. Like, because a team like the Pacers that don't really have any quote unquote star players, they don't have a Luca, they don't have a Giannis, they don't have a Tatum, whatever yeah, you yeah. want to say. They don't have a marketing because I'm putting him on that level because he is him. He is him. Laurie Bird. Laurie Marketing. Um He's good. Yeah, I mean, you don't. You, the Warriors didn't really like lose anyone. You still have Steph Curry, you still have Clay Thompson, you still have Draymond. I mean, maybe a couple of them or one of them has had an injury here or there, but I mean, it's still virtually the same team, same coach, Uh and they're just struggling. So uh definitely noteworthy. But now we can uh we can move on to some some college football here. How, how'd you do this week on your picks, big fella? Very well. I went four and one. Dang, man.
1: Yeah. Dang,
0: why don't you walk us through that? Walk us through your picks.
1: Yeah. So, uh, for my picks, I had Maryland. Or let me start. I had Kentucky covering a, like, 22.5-point spread. They lost by 10 to Georgia. Kind of how I expected it to go, where Kentucky has no real shot of winning the entire time. Um, We've got another fantastic – Outing from our superstar quarterback Will Levis putting up
0: six points. Um he's gonna, a first round. He's gonna be a first rounder though, so that's not, I- he
1: didn't play that he didn't play that bad. He's 20 for 31, 206 yards, touchdown pick, QPR eighty six point I'm just mostly messing around, but uh yeah, and then Ohio State, Maryland, uh Maryland, because I copied your correct Mar- Michigan, Illinois pick and for the same reasons I went with Maryland covering and they successfully did that. Uh, so that was two and O right there. And
0: real quick, Maryland had a shot at winning that game. The score's not indicative of what happened because Maryland had the ball down six with under a minute left. They were, they okay. they were able to get the ball uh, and then there was an interception or a fumble that was just returned for a touchdown because they were pinned pretty far back. Um, so Ohio State got an extra seven. So really the score was 36-30. Obviously yeah. Ohio State won 30 Well, Maryland had a chance. They had a minute yeah. to, to win the game, which I, I thought was awesome. So that was, yeah. that was also a good pick.
1: Yeah. And then I had Oregon covering, I think it was two or two and a half when I picked it. Um, at home, I thought this is exactly what was going to happen. It would be a tight game, but Oregon was just a better team, especially at home than Utah. Uh, that proved to be correct. And then I had a couple ACC picks uh, where I had Liberty beating Virginia Tech and covering like by not, by at least nine. They lost outright to Virginia Tech. And then I had Duke covering like about a seven-point spread against against Pitt, and they lost by two. So I went four and one this week.
0: Dude, there you go. Dude, that's you needed that. You needed I that. Did. You needed a good a good uh good week. So Matt gives you plus four. That gives you a twenty-seven in total. So I was three and two. I was so close. My prediction about TCU and Baylor was almost spot on from two weeks ago. From mm-hmm. like two or three weeks ago. But obviously, so Baylor ended up covering and ended up getting that pick. I was really hoping Baylor would win. though. I thought that would have been fun. But, again, TCU just finds a way. They literally didn't have any timeouts and scrambled their field goal unit out. And there's, like, under 10 seconds left. It's about 40-ish yard kick. They nail it. They nail it, and they win the game. So that was an exciting game. Um, but I, I did get that pick. I had USC covering. uh They ended up winning by three at the time. The cover was two and a half and I sneak out of there with another point. Um, Illinois gave Michigan a game. Um, There's some controversial calls that favored Michigan that probably could have led to an Illinois win had those calls been made or not made and uh, what's his face? bilima Is that how you say it? Uh, Brett Billima. Billima, that's it. Um, he even said out, like in the post conference, uh, the press conference post game, that he quote unquote, um, knows it's rigged. <laughs> he, he knows it's rigged because he saw it firsthand. I thought that was funny because I would. I, You know, you always want your coach to say that as a fan or something when there's, like, clearly – when there's clearly, like, a missed call or bad officiating, but he was like, yeah, no. So, I was pretty spot on with those three. And then I was way – like, as far away as you can be from my ECU and Ole Miss picks. Um, I had ECU. um, They got absolutely annihilated by Clayton Toon in Houston. And then I had Ole Miss. And sure enough, they got annihilated by Arkansas. So – I feel like that always tends to happen to me where I can never just be kind of right. I'm either spot on or yeah, I am very well off the mark. So at least as of recent, yeah. so that gives me plus three. So you have shortened your deficit from four to three, which is good. I'm at 30 and you're at 27. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, but other than, that, um, other than that, I'm trying to think of any noteworthy games. Oh, my gosh. Tennessee getting crushed. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um. So I would like to officially announce as of now, and I'm going to say this for you as well, as a show, as a podcast, we are Spencer Rattler for Heisman. He is going to win the Heisman. He deserves to win the Heisman. Uh, I will go as far as say he's the best quarterback in college football history. He, he is that good. Um, I
1: will say he looked, he actually finally looked like you would think he should.
0: He looks like the hype that has always been up to him. And he yes. sold it against one of the best teams in the country. And so, yeah. um, I mean, and you and me have seen the the TV show series on Netflix, QB1, that he's yeah. featured in, and we can both say that, um, at least for me, right, but we're not fans of him in that show. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was kind of fun to see him good. It was kind of fun to see him just be on one. Because uh, they, yeah. sc- they scored early on South Carolina – And then pretty quickly after that, Tennessee evened the score. So I just thought, oh, this always happens where, you know, it's the team that's not quite as good, but they're at home. There's a ton of energy, a ton of hype, and they get a quick score. And then the better team comes out, silences the crowd, and then it's just game over from there. But, no, it was – it was insane. I – I was – Literally at a loss. You, I know Tennessee's defense isn't quite their strength, but sixty three, yeah, that was, that was crazy.
1: It was bad. It, their season's over because of it. Hook Hendon Hooker's out for the season. Um, yeah, it's a bummer. Uh, you know, I hope Hendon Hooker, you know, has a smooth, good recovery. Um, and he can get drafted and have a good NFL career. I like him a lot. So he's a good player, and I think he's someone who could possibly be a good player in the NFL.
0: It, It was fun. He's the reason why Tennessee was relevant again. Yeah. There's a couple other key players, especially on that offense, but he's the key why Tennessee was relevant again, why they were at one point this year number one. That was awesome. Yeah. I love that. Um, other than that, uh, Vander- Vanderbilt beat Florida to keep their bowl game hopes alive, which is just fun. Yeah. Um, but Vanderbilt does have to play Tennessee. So we'll see if Tennessee bounces back. We'll see how their backup QB plays. Um, I'm just curious to see what happens there in regards to. The SEC, and then I wanted to touch briefly on <laughs> um, Kansas football was five and zero at one point. Yeah, they were five and zero, and then they lose to a TCU. That was their first loss at that college game day. You lose to TCU by a touchdown, and then since that, they've been. One and five. <laughs> uh, since they've been five and oh, they're now one and five. Um So it seems like and Texas blew them out of the water, which is, again, not necessarily shocking, but Kansas did beat them last year. So uh kind of interesting there. Uh, yeah, let's let's talk a little bit. Pack 12 the USC-UCLA game, then Utah-Oregon. I know you kind of already touched on that with your pick there, but we can analyze it a bit more. What did you think about the USC-UCLA result and and USC's potential to be in the playoff? I thought both were very good. It looked like a tough, good,
1: even game. DTR and Caleb Williams were both fantastic, but DTR turned the ball over a few times and Caleb Williams did not. And DTR turned the ball over and uh, at times that he couldn't really turn the ball over. And yeah, that's about that. Those that's almost the extent of my thoughts there is that it was a close game. Uh, Caleb Williams was able to protect the ball a little bit better than DTR because he's a better quarterback and that's no shot at DTR. He played, I thought pretty well, nice
0: turnovers, but those few turnovers, were what did him in and i mean kale williams threw for 470 yards
1: depending on how he does next week he could make that he could just come out here late and take the heisman
0: which i mean would not be shocking no um, and, and I, Robert- think, I think i think they certainly
1: could make the playoff i think it's one of those things i mean Notre Dame will be a tough team for them because I think they're, they're a team that gets physical, and, oh, like, Lincoln-Riley teams don't like being physical. So that's my one concern. And then, you know, a Pac-12 championship game is, is a tough game depending on who they're playing. Probably Oregon,
0: I think. Um, yeah, it seems like Oregon or potentially Washington. Yeah. So, in order for other chaos to occur, Oregon State would have to beat Oregon.
1: Yeah. I think I think it'd be uh you know, they're gonna have to earn it. If they're gonna get in, they're gonna be earning it by beating UCLA at UCLA and then winning games against Notre Dame and, and Oregon. So I'm interested to see whether they can do it or not.
0: Yeah, uh me as well. And then what about Utah, Oregon?
1: Uh Utah, Oregon. Uh my thoughts are that Oregon's just a little more talented. This Utah team is not as good as last year's Utah team, but they're still a pretty good team. Uh, this is what I expected on the road for them to be able to compete against an Oregon team, but not be able to win it. Another thing where, you know, I think both teams have good quarterbacks, but Bo Nix is better than Cam Reyes.
0: You know, and I would even – this is the thing, is too, is that Bo Nix did not run. His only rush of the game they did, like a read option slash uh, designed run. I can't remember – it was for a few yards on a third and one, I believe, at the end of the game to seal it. Utah needed to get stopped. Bo mm-hmm. Nix had not ran all game, which he ran all over every other team he's played up until he was dealing with that injury. But, uh, but Bo Nix, it was like I, I can't believe Bo Nix was like a quarterback. Like he was, he was making great throws. He was making good reads. He was managing the game, wasn't trying to do too much, which I feel like was Bo Nix's biggest problem at Auburn, was that he tried to do too much, which sometimes led to him looking like Johnny Manziel, but also led to him looking like some peewee Pop Warner quarterback that doesn't know what (laughs) he's doing. So that was a really cool takeaway. But this is the thing. I actually think Utah – Utah was the better team, I would probably say, as well as Bo Nix played. Um, Utah forced him. Obviously, Utah's defense is really good. Um, it always has been. Kyle Whittingham is always, has always had a great defense. Um, Utah forced Bo Nix to make throws, and he did. Yeah. But Cam Rising lost him the game because Cam Rising played terrible. I don't think it's indicative mm-hmm. of him or his skill set. I think he's a better quarterback than what he showed, but the definitely he definitely did not play well though he he played awful like yeah. literally he he I, Utah should have won that game in my opinion uh if you just watched the game uh they were just able to run uh defensively again they were able they were forcing tough plays like they always do. Uh, but Kent Rising missed some just really basic crucial throws. Um, he tends to do that there. in in tight games on the road. Yeah, I mean, and obviously, like again, hard task to, to win at Oregon, but yeah. it was it was very shocking to me how poor. But if you're played. that great, you do with that. Yeah, and that doesn't mean he's it's, not good. Yeah, it well, means I don't he, think he's great. But the thing was, he didn't even have to be great. He just had to be mediocre, for sure. (laughs) And and Utah comes out with the win, and that did not happen. So um, that that to me, I was like, man, Utah passed the eye test for me, except for Cam Rising. So that was pretty interesting to me. Um, That's just I've said that word a lot, but interesting. I feel like it's true. So. and then, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty much it for college football. Those were the biggest stories. Uh, this week's going to be fun, but we'll talk more about that later on in the week. Um, yeah.
1: Thursday, think- we got some more good college college football, college basketball, and the NFL games. You know, Thanksgiving games are always, are always fun. The, the Lions and Cowboys, and then we got a Vikings-Patriots
0: game that night. So that'll be fun. Uh, again, this is just – a great week, if not one of the best weeks in sports. It's yep. Thanksgiving week. You have a bunch of different things going on. And we're blessed to have the World Cup. Which like I said, I'm not a big soccer guy. Uh I will get more into it when in the World Cup's around. The US played yesterday. Um they again almost similar almost similar to uh Utah. Felt like they were the better team compared to Wales. But I'm not going to say yeah. here acts like I'm a big analyst of soccer and you know like yeah. I know enough. I feel like I have buddies that know a lot more and and about the different players and the clubs they play on and whatever. Uh, but you know, just to me, I was like, man, US should win this game. They went up 1-0, and then there's a late penalty. Uh, Wales ties it up, so it's not the worst in the world, but. Um, game that slipped but there's a big game uh big match i should say because that's what they say it's a big match um y- the u s plays England so that will really that will really tell if uh i mean that, that'll be the biggest game of the world cup for the us um yep for many reasons um apart from if they make it further in the tournament but uh, just kind of fun. So, if you're into soccer, uh, it's on Fox. Literally. You're into that sort of thing. If you're into that sort of thing, again, if uh, – it's the World Cup. It only comes around every so often, right? So, again, just let yeah. to keep that up. So, uh, thought I mentioned that, shout-out our boys, uh, the Americans. And then I watched uh, my fellow Mexicans uh, also tie today um, against Poland. So – um, but that's a whole other conversation that we've discussed yeah. with our buddies uh, from home about every soccer game's a tie. That, yeah, it's
1: uh, they're all a one-one tie.
0: Yeah, except the, <laughs> the Mex- Mexico pull was with uh, zero-zero. Ooh, right? <laughs> but this is what I will say, and I, I I said this to you guys in our group chat. To you, you'd know this. But I just think, obviously, it's a cultural thing, right? Like I feel like the U.S. we are so blessed to have such high competition and uh, in a variety of sports: football, yeah. both professional and college; basketball, both professional and college; baseball, both professional and college. You can even say minor league ones. Hockey. I mean, again, I'm am I'm not gonna say here and act like I'm a diehard hockey fan, but I would probably rather watch a hockey game than a soccer game given the pace, given just the nature of the game, again, no ties. I just hate ties. Um, uh, I mean, and then you still have soccer. You still have various collegiate sports, volleyball. Again, we already said baseball. I don't know. I know some people are really into track and field, right? Like I feel like the U.S. is very blessed, and every other country mainly focuses on soccer, that's the biggest thing, and so of course, everyone's gonna love it compared to people like us who we are so accustomed to so many different sports that um that it's hard to kind of pick soccer in my opinion, you know unless unless you just are really passionate about it so I guess the average fan might not like soccer as much as the average fan yeah. in our country so but may as well watch it. It's World Cup, right? So if it's on, yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I'm just rambling here. But uh, that's about it. Is there, is there anything else? Um, I don't think so. I know we're gonna have to figure out. This is a you and me thing, but logistically, how we're gonna record our episode on Thursday or Friday because you're traveling home on Friday, traveling back here to the studio I, I should say um yeah so maybe we do an early early pod uh we'll figure it out but we'll have something out for the listeners but i'm just oh i'm excited man it's gonna be gonna be an awesome week awesome weekend and we'll get more into it next time for sure all right cool. all right so until next time everyone